Give me a dead zone. Hey guys, I believe John is muted. Hey, John is muted. You know, I love when I forget that stuff. That's super amazing. I'm going to start over again. Um, I'm going to say welcome to Luna Crush Live. Uh, today, we've got Misha Letterman, uh, Director of Comms at Clever, uh, together with uh, Warren Manuel, Social Media Manager. And uh, welcome back, guys. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Doing fantastic. How are you, man? How are you, Kavi? Uh, How are you, John? You know, pretty pretty good today. Pretty good. Um, you know, there's a there's some rather alarming inflation numbers hitting the hitting the wires out there. But uh, I guess to to start off, I mean, what are you guys seeing in terms of inflation in your part of the world before we get started talking about the awesome uh, clever chain? I mean, I believe that the uh, CPI numbers that just came out, nine point one percent. I think that we're looking at such a, a micro scale of what is actually going uh, on on the uh, macro factors of not just the U.S. economy, but uh, the entire world. Uh, we probably will have a recession being proclaimed as well in the United States within 15 days. And uh, the CPI numbers clearly are somewhat fabricated. We have uh, you know, double digit increases on uh, gas, oil, food prices, and somehow CPI tends to be uh, under 10% uh, still, which is uh, a bit insane. But uh, we in the crypto community, I think we should really focus on what we can do uh, through Bitcoin, crypto, Web3, and blockchain uh, to calm down uh, the people's fears and concerns about what will come around the corner. Because I am not very uh, hopeful about the global economy. We're probably going to see much worse times. I mean, Misha, um, Bitcoin has never been through a recession since like its launch in 2009. Be interesting just to know, like, what do you think about, you know, Bitcoin in a recession? I believe we need to see Bitcoin as part of the global economy because it's truly become an integral part of uh, how Wall Street, how hedge funds, how institutional players uh, calculate their, their moves. But at the same time, we cannot forget what, Bitcoin stands for and the value it brings to the table of freedom, of self-custody, of individual empowerment, of community empowerment. Uh, so however it will do in terms of price is not really for me to uh, be an oracle for, but I do know that it will bring immense tools to humanity, uh, somewhat that we haven't seen available in a recession before. And I think that's what's important to focus on. You know, you know, it's interesting, like we were, we were just chatting backstage, but, you know, there, there's this kind of quantitative side and there's this qualitative side of, of, of life, of the economy. And, you know, it, it's interesting when you look at, you know, if you're if you're in your in your 40s, you've never seen this before and you're in your 40s in your lifetime. You've never seen anything like this. And there's a genuine um, qualitative part of this that is confusing. It's scary. Don't know what to do. Um, you know, and as you guys sit here and talk about Bitcoin, it's you know, it, it is the solution, except you have to look at its life cycle, right? Bitcoin is nowhere near what we're experiencing, which is more than, you know, the, the, the greatest inflation in more than 40 years. And, and don't forget that the, like the M1 money supply has increased 80% in the last few years here, 80. So to say that we're experiencing a 9.1% inflation is, is nonsense. Um, it, it's, it's like a short-term thing. And if you, you know, Look, from where I sit, uh, a hotel, a really nice hotel that might have cost $300 to stay a night at a year ago is now $750. That's what I'm saying. Um, gas is over $7 where I live, U.S. And so when you look at that, there's nothing 9.1% about that. And, you know, like, sure, there's short-term summer demand and everything. But, you know, I, I also live in, in a place where homes have increased 200% over the past decade. You know, like it, it's wild. And, you know, that that creates an affordability crisis and that creates all sorts of other issues. Like when, you know, it's it's fun if you're an owner and it's a nightmare if you're not. And, you know, the reality is the problem is the, the these homeowners feel rich now because their homes went up because it's their largest asset. Um, and, you know, what, what's crazy to me is that their homes probably didn't really go up at all. It's just the monetary part of this that, that like there's just more supply. So, um 
it's going to be a crazy next few years here. Um, you know, we're all in different parts of the world too. I mean, Kabi, you're, you're over in Kenya. What are, what are you seeing? I mean, there's so much discussion going on down here, given that, you know, um, countries from, you know, um, I'd say mostly middle-income and low-income countries, like, are usually really affected by such factors in the economy. Um, like you say right now, I mean, people are queuing just to get fuel for a whole day. Some, some areas, like, people are on the streets already, you know, complaining about prices of food and prices of fuel and energy and all that kind of stuff. But um, all in all, when I look at crypto and think of how this is going to impact, you know, um, then the next, of course, we are, rece- we are going to go into a recession or even if it doesn't happen, like we are headed towards some, you know, tough time. And it could be, you know, as long as a year. But I'm thinking in terms of um, I'm looking at crypto, you know, emerging from, you know, this kind of uh, recession or hard time really strong compared to you know the other assets because i'm looking at everyone right now is looking at you know what asset are we gonna hold that's completely not influenced by any authorities or individuals or governments and now the crypto conversation is picking up and you know everyone's trying to look at themselves and analyzing and you know looking at just what are we gonna be you know banking on as you know the best asset coming out of this Yeah, and I mean, uh, before Warren can also come in on this, but I think uh, we need to also understand the time frames and, and look out a little bit. Yeah, we're down to around 19K again, uh, top of the 2017 cycle. However, uh, my daughter was born two years and three months ago, and we were able to scoop up uh, BTC for her at 3,900. Uh, and she's, you know, a long-term investor of, you know, we're talking about 20 more years before she can even touch her coins. So, uh, with having, uh, about 630 days away, uh, we cannot forget the, the fact that Satoshi has thought about this as well. Uh, we are just three halflings in, uh, there is so much more to the Bitcoin life cycle, uh, than just being, uh, in the experience of its first recession. So, I think we need to zoom out, um, take a chill pill, and uh, and understand that there's amazing building going on uh, inside of the blockchain world and inside of Bitcoin and uh, in Web3. So for that, I am very optimistic. But Warren, what do you say? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a strange thing right now. Um, I mean, I'm here in South Africa, and um, if you look at that middle income kind of range, it doesn't exist anymore. It's, uh, it's either lower income or you're extremely rich at the moment. Middle income has completely almost evaporated and fallen away because that whole sector is struggling. Um, and everybody is looking into this Bitcoin cryptocurrency space, like you said, trying to find that, that coin or that opportunity that, that allows them to zoom out, um, obviously take on a coin or have a look at a particular portfolio and have that grow over time and obviously you know, do it in a way that you are safe, uh, do it in a way that kind of supports all the legal uh, sides of things when it comes to the different countries, um, and then obviously grow and be able to make use of that in the future. And um, it's a strange thing, but uh, everybody's looking at this digital space and they, and in a way, as much as everything is crumbling around them, they're excited about it. And and you can see that in the, in the space as well, and, and that excites me because um, we're in a space that is exciting, we're in a space that's completely new, um, and we're in a space that uh, is definitely in the right time to find itself, to create that foundation that is long-term, and then obviously to grow from there. So it's a weirdly exciting time during the craziness. Well, well stated. I'm sorry, I think we have some beeps from Warren, we'll get that fixed. Um, Well stated, you know, it's exciting to, still see that there's so much building going on in the community. Um, and, you know, there's, there genuinely is an excitement and there's, it's more of a mission for a lot of the builders here than anything, you know, they're really after changing the world. So, um, so with that, let's change gears. Cause we talked about inflation, but um, I just want to start with a disclaimer before we get started here. Um, you know, we don't take payment. We love these guys. Um, we've had, we've had clever on, I think this might be our third stream with you guys. Um, and I think we've even done some Twitter spaces with you. 
Um, but we just bring projects on that, you know, we love that are, they're doing cool stuff and you guys certainly are. Um, and today we're going to talk about Clever Chain, which is really like the next, I guess, evolution of Clever, um, its own native layer one blockchain. So want to hear more about that. Um, talk about where it's going, answer some of your questions. If you have questions out there, pl please feel free to, um, if you're on YouTube or Twitter, um, post those questions and we'll, we'll get those answered. Um, and, uh, with that, let's uh, let's talk about what's going on. So um, maybe tell us a little bit more, um, I guess, introduce yourselves to those that don't know who you are, um, maybe where in the world you are and what's it there like today, other than uh, inflation being, being not a fun topic to talk about. For sure. Um, I'm Misha Letterman. Uh, as John said, I'm the director of communications at Clever. Uh, usually uh, I do these uh, lives, uh, both for Clever and when I joined the guys at Luna Crush from Israel, but I'm actually in Sweden right now, my birth country, uh, visiting family, working from here. And uh, yeah, inflation here is also high, I think 8.6%, but uh, Swedish Krona decided to be outside of the, the Eurozone uh, many years ago in my first election. So um, slightly more independent, uh, but of course, feeling the heat. Yeah, Warren uh, from from South Africa, um, in the social media side of things. Um, not sure what my title is anymore. <laughs> I dabble probably to my own detriment everywhere. Um, but uh, but yeah, from South Africa, 100% uh, storm out there at the moment. Uh, but sitting in in some heated space at least to keep warm. So all good. Very nice. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Clever Chain. So you guys launched this on on July first, um, which to start off, congratulations in this environment to to launch your own blockchain. That's a it's a huge feat. Um, one of the things that we did was we were looking at some of our social data, um, which was going on at the moment um, when you guys were launching it, and uh, social contributors like you hit you hit uh, five thousand on like right away. Like you hit five thousand social contributors right at that moment the highest point in a very long time. Um, social contributors, you actually hit an all-time high, um, almost 9,000 at that moment. Um, so it's pretty pretty explosive, which is actually why one of the reasons we brought you guys up, because we were wondering what the heck is going on. Um, and that was sort of our entrance into like learning about Clever Chain, which we thought was really cool. So um, tell it, like, why? Why a new layer one blockchain? There's so many other chains out there. What, what prompted you to create your own chain? It's uh, the right question is the uh, $1 billion question eventually. Um, there are many reasons uh, why Clever needed to, to build it, our own chain. And uh, first and foremost, uh, it was to complete our own ecosystem. So we currently have the Clever Wallet uh, with over 3 million users. We have the Clever Exchange launched last year. We have the Clever Swap that is one of our main revenue streams that keep us going, keep us moving without any VCs. We have the Clever Custody, and we're also building a hardware wallet right now called Clever Safe with our own Clever Electronics Squad at the University of Fortaleza in Brazil, which uh, is super exciting. But we can get to, to the Clever Safe later. Why our own chain? Because we've been building on top of 22 other chains and over the years understood that there's a lot of limitations for developers uh, on how to deploy their dApps on how to communicate with blockchain foundations, on how to take part in the documentation uh, readily available uh, from these uh, blockchain protocols. It's highly lacking. Uh, the communication is super lax and very, very, very uh, fringe. And uh, we uh, essentially um, came up with a new system where instead of today on a virtual machine, uh, you know, like Ethereum virtual machine or any other blockchain protocol where you use a virtual machine, you essentially uh, use the virtual machine to code your smart contracts on top of. Uh, but if you remove the virtual machine and instead provide a ready-made, ready-built, uh, ready-to-use smart contract for anyone, any developer to tap into through an API, you remove a lot of the complexities and a lot of the costs and clearly a lot of the time used to integrate smart contracts such as staking, NFT royalties, uh, how to uh, start your uh, project with a token, how to do an ITO, and many other ways. So we created something we call Smart Contracts 2.0, uh, Clever Caps or Caps, uh, where essentially is 
already functionality uh, for any developer to tap into. And uh, this, together with the fact that many other chains have very unpredictable fee structures, very high fee structures, uh, the, the need for our own chain to build out the foundation for our ecosystem was a necessity. And, and when you look at your ecosystem, do you, I guess, what gets impacted the most out of you having your own chain versus where you were before? Warren, you want to take that? Well, there's this one part I wanted to add as well. I mean, so I'm an entrepreneur. So when it comes to, to things, if I see something interesting or I, or I find something um, that is new that I could possibly dabble in, I'll dabble in that space. But the entrepreneurs, the guys on the street that's trying to make that money, they're struggling to find the tools, to find the finances and the resources to actually, and, and of course the skills, to build things on blockchain. So they could go to all the other chains and they could give those, uh, those, those, those chains a try. Um, but the likelihood is that they'll spend whatever money they have, uh, it's probably not a lot, and they'll struggle and they won't succeed. The nice thing about Caps and, and obviously Clever Chain is it allows us entrepreneurs, the guys that really have the very cool businesses that have the word of mouth um, capabilities and, and, and obviously gets out there in the streets and makes money, money. that gives them access to something completely different, a, a mechanism to actually take their little cash, build on a blockchain environment and actually do it so quickly, so smart. And then at the same time, be able to obviously expand very quickly because they're in the communities. They have the masses and the, and the word of mouth and the reach and all those things, but they don't have that blockchain um, or those tools available to them. This is just an awesome opportunity to easily dive into that space. So you don't have to be the really rich developer out there that's already got a ton of cash. You can be the guy on the bloke in the street. Uh, you could be the one that's in the Web2 space uh, that's trying to move into this particular environment and you can build with ease. Um, and that makes it quite cool as well. So Warren mentioned, uh, let me mute that real quick. So Warren mentioned the environment and the community. And, you know, if you look at that environment and that community right now, it's tough. It's tough. So I, I'm super curious to know what, what was it like launching a layer one in this environment? That's a great question. Um, you know, most people would probably wish to launch uh, something like this and, and provide new innovation during a bull market. But we at Clever, we really have seen independent of market conditions, users and developers are always looking for innovative solutions. And the reception from the community, from industry players, from existing partners, from future partners, uh, and from the developers community has been really massive. Um, and very uh, exhilarating and super exciting. Um, people need to understand that great things take time to build. Uh, but we've done a lot of uh, trips over recent time uh, to Dubai, to Malta, to the United States. And on these trips, we met with enterprise companies as well as regulators who all have seen huge value in what we provide, especially with the removal of the complexity. So there are millions of Web2 developers out there that uh, perhaps want to, just Warren said, want to tap into the power of Web3, uh, want to be able to build an NFT platform, want to be able to sell uh, their goods in uh, a different financial environment that crypto enables. But they can't because the smart contract hindrance is a blockage because they don't understand it. They need to outsource that kind of coding and it makes it a massive vulnerability. So if you remove the complexity and replace it with simplicity and speed and a lot cheaper movement, uh, yeah, there's a lot of players that are, are super interested to, to build on Clever Chain. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Go, go ahead, Kavi. I just wanted to say, you know, the future is obviously multi-chain and we've seen so many, you know, layer ones come up in the I would say the reason here. And um, I guess my question to you guys would be, uh, what opportunities are you seeing in terms of um, a block, block, your, your own blockchain? I've seen so many blockchains that some are specific 
and they're customized for you know specific um, activities on, on the blockchain and some are just general blockchain so my question to you guys would be like what's the opportunity you are seeing um, on the market with clever chain as a blockchain I think one of the greatest things in terms of multi-chain infrastructure is our current infrastructure already in place. We've already built out a multi-chain wallet with a multi-chain swap with 528 trading pairs running on our own native code. So the multi-chain uh, interconnectivity is something that is already there from the infrastructure level, uh, from an architectural level. So adding clever chain to it, uh, making it easier and faster for, for developers to build while being able to connect to all of the chains uh, using our existing infrastructure, I think it's very unique. Um, and I'm sure Warren would like to add on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, the, the interesting part about clever chain and, and all of the clever ecosystem is that um, we've spent the past few years um, developing amazing products, uh, refining them, tweaking them to the point that they are uh, ready to be consolidated with Clever Chain in this massive, uh, absolutely smooth operation that just runs um, with skilled developers in-house uh, that comfortably understands through all their learnings over the past few years. Um, exactly what is out there, what are the chains are doing, where the blockers are, um, and taking all those instances and um, and building something unique, and um, and I think the fun part comes in the next few months and towards next year, when we we've just released Dio's article on Clever News, so I mean it's it's pretty much defined in that space, but that ability to actually uh, take all the learnings. For the next period, consolidate our products and then refine everything. Use our developers, use our learners, our learnings, um, and basically start tapping into all these Web two markets and, and all those things. And the funny thing is, you know, everybody there's many comments. You know, you're not doing enough marketing and, and all those uh, all those types of things. But the marketing is one thing, but the developers are already there. The business is already waiting in the background to, to dive in and get going. We've had so many requests um, while we were launching or in this launching period saying, when can I actually launch my ITO? When can I do this? When can I get my, uh, my uh, or work on caps at the moment? So it's all there. The business is there. And I think the team and their skilled learnings have uh, built something amazing, and the ability to uh, to to grow in this space is is going to be quick, um, and um, and the system allows for that. So fun times. So there's there's an interesting thing going on there because um, you mentioned marketing in this space right now, which is really not easy, right? This is it is really simple to market when everything's going straight up. Um, when we're talking prices are going up, when we're talking about the the growth of everything is skyrocketing, it's easy. Um, in fact, anyone can be terrible at it and still do fine in that environment. But when things are, are you know, a lot of tokens are down 90 plus percent um, and Bitcoin's down, I don't even know what the number is now, we'll call it 60 something percent. Like in that environment, it's a challenge and you actually have to be strategic. You have to understand um, how the community is feeling, have empathy for what's going on. And, and I guess in this environment, when, you, when, when we see what we're seeing, and you're, you're launching your own blockchain, I guess, how do you look at supporting that community building on it? Because they're, they're you know, uh, launching a fresh token today is really hard in this environment. So like, how, I guess, how do you look at that um, and your role in supporting that community building on your chain? Go ahead, Warren, <laughs> if you want to take it. Uh... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just, I'll talk from a marketing point of view. I mean, there's a lot happening in this space, but there's, there's a few factors to this. And, and I guess one of them, if you take marketing, marketing is something, of course, we can do ads. Um, we can push out some ads. We can create some cool memes. Um, we can create a massive amount of hype that pushes the, the price um, and obviously, you know, drives all that attention. Um, but with the market as it is right now, it's very difficult to maintain that pace and most likely 
the, the shorts and all those other issues come into play. But that's not, we're not here for quick wins. We're here for the long haul at the end of the day. So what marketing has also done is they've gone the route of building foundational products while the developers and the blockchain guys are busy building all their foundational things and obviously making sure that the ecosystem is sound. So for instance, Clever News has been built. Um, it's supporting a full publisher network operation. Um, it's pushing news out. We've just created some ads. We got almost 100 uh, applications for writers that want to join the Clever News space. And that's within the community, which is amazing. And they're quality writers, so we'll dive into that space. Um, at the same time, in the future, Clever News will actually start rewarding users for reading crypto-orientated news and, and, and obviously uh, have the ability to dive into that space. So users will be rewarded and community members will be rewarded to actually um, do, to dive into that space. Then the other part is utility. So the marketing team has gone on and said, right, how do we create utility? Uh, how do you start building scenarios where KLV can be used in the normal environment? So that's also been done. So there's the one part of marketing is obviously pushing out the brand, things like this that we're currently doing. And then the other part is actually creating those foundational tools that just brings users in in the background quietly, gets them engaged with the product, um, allows them to understand the brand, all the other great brands that are out there and at the same time continually building onto that utility to make sure that the community is supported in all those spaces. So lots of interesting things. I don't want to dive in too much, I'm sure it will come up a little bit later, but there's a lot of cool things coming in that space. I know it's been a week or two. Wait, Gabby, just to uh, kind of go into what John uh, also asked regarding supporting uh, builders and projects who essentially want to launch uh, at this time during a bear market. Um, why do that and how? Well, I think there's no better time to build than during a bear market because when you lay your foundation, you can't do that during a bull market because like John said, anyone can be an idiot and market a great, you know, just any project and, um, and win essentially. But what Warren is speaking of is building a long-term foundation for something to grow over years. And that's exactly what we're doing with this approach, which is essentially to um, improve the relationship between the Clever Foundation blockchain engineers and the projects building on top of Clever Chain. Why? Because we experienced the lack of communication from Tron, Binance Smart Chain, Polkadot, and so on. However great chains they might be, the documentation and the teams weren't there to guide the team through because building on top of a new blockchain is intricate, it's advanced, and, and, and it's uh, often very complex to understand the blockchain uh, protocol. So what we're doing is instead we have, for instance, two projects, great projects, games. One's called Devikins under Moon Labs, which is under the, the Clever uh, Gaming House. And uh, our partner, Love Monster, which is also a game and a game. And what we're doing there is we're providing blockchain expertise and infrastructure for their games to be able to be deployed to the blockchain itself, thereby allowing them to focus on what matters the most, their project, their business plan, their business model, their team, and their community, because that's really what matters the most is to do what you are best at and know what you uh, are not good at and thereby be able to work with uh, experts who can fill you in and make you better than, than what you are today. Yeah, I was just to add to that, maybe um, Warren mentioned so many areas of your ecosystem and you just had a, like a launch, let's say two weeks ago, so I'm sure you, you're really doing, you know, the most in terms of onboarding right now. Maybe um, what areas are you seeing so much interest right now in terms of onboarding in your ecosystem? Yeah, the, the NFT space is, is obviously massive in every sense of the word. And uh, <laughs> I guess the word NFT has also become quite... Uh, quite uh, unique in a sense because it means so many different things. Um, so um, there's a lot of things housed in the NFT space. 
there's a lot of things housed in the, I mean, we just had our Clever Hackathon recently. And um, the NFT side of things is a very big uh, part of it. People have come through with some great concepts that is, that's in that space. Um, the web browser side of things is also growing in that particular instance. I mean, we have our own clever web browser that, uh, or, or application that should be kicking in shortly. Um, and then there's a lot of other initiatives that, um, that's coming in into just the general business orientated side of, of blockchain so um, I mean I can't share too much about that uh, Duca would probably strangle me but um, there's there's a few fantastic projects that's come through from the hackers hackathon side of things um, but NFTs are pretty much big um, at the moment I think that stands out from the crowd right now and to add to that yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the head of our uh, Clever Exchange and now also head of Clever NFT, Felipe Rieger, has been working on, uh, together with a new team, actually, a newly created team, to, uh, to essentially build a NFT minting solution, but it uses all the powers of the Clever chain. For instance, today, Kabi, you want to create your NFT collection, uh, but in order to have royalties on chain, it's an impossibility because there's no blockchain out there that offers royalties for NFTs currently. You can do that on a centralized platform, perhaps on like OpenSea or others. But uh, with our solution, you'll actually be able to tap into all of these uh, powerful features that NFT, NFTs and especially utility NFTs can and have to come with in order to grow the industry. Uh, so like uh, Warren said, we can't say too much because the launch is right around the corner, but Independent of marketing conditions, it's super exciting to see how many projects are interested to build on our chain, how many people want to come and use and understand why are you building this way? What makes it simpler and easier? What makes it faster? Can I save money doing that way? Um, and I think the NFT uh, royalties and, and the minting uh, platform that, that Rieger is building is a, is a really prime example of that. No question on, on the, uh, I guess, building on Clever Chain. You know, it, it's kind of one thing to have an idea and be empowered to be able to kind of go and like create your own token yourself versus, you know, hiring contractors. As you mentioned, Misha, like that's a, there's, there's so many challenges with that. Who's got the keys and all this fun stuff. Um, and, and if you look at that, like there's a, there's a project, there's sort of the DAP side of it where they're building their own application and then there's sort of the ecosystem that you're built on. And so if, if someone were to create a token on Clever Chain, I guess, how does the rest of your ecosystem play with that? Does, does the token get listed on your exchange? Does it get in your wallet? Like, how does that all play out? That's a great question. So directly, first of all, the currently there are five apps, Clever apps on, uh, oh, that's a lot of uh, round sound. Uh, on Clever Chain, the number one cap is uh, issue tokens and NFTs. Um, super simple procedure. You don't even have to be a developer to do this, and it's literally just guiding you through as a demo. Um, the second uh, cap is staking, so anyone should be able to stake and offer staking in their projects, and we enable that. The third one is, like you said, raise your funds as kind of ITO. Um, the fourth one is to create NFT marketplace. And the fifth one is multi-sig. There are many others that are coming, swap cap, dice cap. But if you issue a token on Clever Chain, directly and automatically, your token will be uh, available in our new wallet, the K5. That's uh, currently in open beta. And that setting, that essentially is the fifth iteration of our wallet ecosystem. Uh, but in order to support the clever chain and speed of transactions and scalability, we needed a new and improved infrastructure, uh, and especially from a security architecture standpoint. And also, of course, to uh, be able to get in these very cool new um, crypto related services with our uh, partners, such as Travala is now integrated directly into the K5 unstoppable domain directly integrated well on the marketplace. So there's a lot of uh, services that come with uh, in the Clever ecosystem just by be able, being able to create a token, for instance, and then you're available on the K5 wallet to 
thousands of users around the world instantly. So that's a, that's all interconnected for sure. That that's incredibly important. Like I, I don't I can't I can't overestimate how important that is because when you launch a token. Um, and then you're just hunting for exchanges to list and, and dealing with all of the different challenges around having a token. It's that is extremely complicated. Like there's a lot of different moving parts. It's very, very complicated. And, and you, you know that with the, with the lunar, yes. with the lunar token, how, how has that experience been for you uh, as you kind of built out the lunar token and launched it and then had to get it into wallets and exchanges and into swaps? How has that experience been? You know, it, it, it's like, there's two different worlds. Um, you know, like there's the, there's the, our, our DAP side of this where it's integrated into our user experience. It, there's, there's modeling around how it's used. There's levels of access on our site. There's, we have staking that we've built out. Um, and we just keep building. Like we are, we're launching more levels. We're launching more utilities. Um, shortly we're launching an API that uses our token. Um, there's a lot more. We're building B2B tools. I guess if there's such a thing as B2B in this space, um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot. And it's, in fact, if anything, that side has done nothing but accelerate since we went live. Um, there's this other side that is get it listed on this exchange, get liquidity. If you don't have liquidity, you don't get on this other exchange. If you, if you want to be on that exchange, you have to do this, you have to do that. And so there's this sort of like trading world that's completely a different planet from the building and application side. And those two users of those two different sides, they tend to be kind of different. Um, you know, when you look at a lot of the exchanges, a lot of those tokens that are, that are listed, how many of them do you think that the users actually use? Like a lot of those tokens stay in those exchanges. Um, and in some cases it's even questionable, does that exchange even have that token? Like, do they actually have supply of that token? You don't know, because none of it's on chain. And so th there's a lot of different, like, it, again, it's like two different worlds. Um, and, you know, everything is a learning experience. Working with every exchange and every wallet is a completely different experience. Um, and, and that's where you, you literally need an army of people to just manage that side. And we're not talking building at all. We're talking about, like, operationally managing exchanges. So it's it's been it's been an interesting experience across the board, I would say. And even if you've done this ten other projects, then they're still doing this right now, in this environment where, you know, look at look at Celsius, look at Voyager, look at you got to be careful. Um, you know, I feel bad for everyone built that built on Terra. Um, you know, it's like there's there's a, a challenging environment that we're in for sure. So, but it's been it's been fun. Uh, yeah, but I think you said something really good, uh, Warren, right before. Uh, for us, we see that the future is on-chain. Right? It should not just yep. be that speculative trading environment where uh, Binance and FTX and other players are, are dominating. And, and the centralized aspect of it is, is clearly very worrisome uh, long-term. But that's why we're bringing royalty features for NFTs on-chain. That's why we're building swap keys, yeah, swap caps, on chain that's why we're making sure that a new token that's issued on chain comes directly reflected into the wallet without any application or communication it should be automated and it should be simple uh, and therefore uh, smarter and easier for both developers and users alike so the future is definitely on chain for us it's such a simple concept uh, you know if there's one concept that you could say wins long-term, it's transparency wins. Um, you know, there, again, there are hundreds and hundreds of issues that I could probably go through um, with things being off chain and not having visibility into that. Um, and it, it's a, it's an interesting time we're in. And again, hopefully this is one of those positive things that comes out of it is everyone's realizing just how much transparency means and how important mm -hmm. being having things on chain is. I'll just add to that as well. I mean, you know, one of the things that uh, that that we do well and that we're trying to do more of is that um, you know, Clever Chain comes with a whole bunch of experts uh, when it comes to you know blockchain technology approaches, technology in general, um, and and as the transparency side of things, we're all 
available. Everybody's out there, everybody's working hard to make sure that everybody understands who we are, our mission, our goals, and all those things. But when developers come on board um, and actually join the Clever Chain or the Clever ecosystem, um, the support is there. Um, and, and the funny thing is it's, it's the technical side, which is a big thing, but there's also the side of the marketing, um, as an example. You know, imagine access to the technical side of things to make sure that you know, your work is done properly and that the mechanisms are done properly. Um, make sh making sure that you can use CAPS to automate and do things very quickly, things that you can trust with regards to process and security. And then you've got the marketing side that says, here's a whole foundation available of individuals that understand the brand. Um, there's opportunities to use things like our publisher networks, our access, our, our ability to support you in all those instances. And suddenly you've got a solution that covers almost every aspect of your business needs and we're able to support and, and obviously guide you and, and, and help you within those instances. So you're not just getting little bits here and there. You're not outsourcing uh, to a whole bunch of different companies hoping to keep track of what's going on. You have one hub, one ecosystem that's able to support you uh, in a clever way. <laughs> Do we have a delay? I don't know. Um, what sound was that? Yeah, yeah are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope you guys can hear me. I wanted to ask, um, so like as you, you know, onboard um, new developers into your ecosystem, you know, we have seen like you take a couple of steps, for example, like uh, you said, you know, uh, I had a statement from you know one of your leads mentioning one does not need to you know know how to code on a blockchain to to use you know clever chain and you are like trying to lower the entry of barrier the barrier of entry into your platform as much as possible perhaps like what are some some of the steps you're taking to you know onboard developers as much as you can and also like what challenges are you facing as you try to onboard new devs on your ecosystem i think all developers and all developer teams want to build um, faster leaner simpler and cheaper and by solving our own problems first and how to do things simpler how to do things faster and how to build things at a lower cost we've been able to solve a lot of the problems that future developer teams will face when they're integrating blockchain products. So for instance, the uh, games that are integrating into the Clever Chain currently, they are using something called the crypto bank uh, that we've created, which is essentially a tool for games and NFT platforms to be able to have accounting and thereby making it life infinitely simpler for the teams building on top of Clever Chain by simply tapping into the tools that we've already built to solve our own problems. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of features and a lot of tools that uh, are there being public to the, to the community uh, that we've perfected and uh, made mistakes uh, over the years in order to reach a better solution. But these solutions are now becoming public to everyone simply because for us, we see it as a much larger mission. Uh, we, we want to be part in building just like we have public goods today, like a public service for, for water and electricity and, and gas. We want to build out the public infrastructure for financial services available to everyone. So in order to first solve our own problems, come out with a solution, we want to now provide that solution uh, for millions of devs around the world. and. Uh, it's it's simply a, a more efficient way, uh, we believe. And having that interconnectivity between the foundation and the community of developers will be key to achieving that. Yeah, love that. Love that. It's a great, great answer. And, and I want to shift into um, talking about something that we, we talk often on the show about scalability. And, you know, 
scalability, you know, doesn't matter much if you, if you don't have an application with much activity, but all of a sudden, once you do, um, you start compensating and compensating and trying to figure out processes to slow things down and, and, and dealing with all that. I mean, I guess we were, we were reading it. I think you have up to 3000 transactions per, per second. Is that, is that correct at the moment? Yeah. And, and I guess, how do you look at that evolving? Where can that head to? And how do you look at scalability going forward? We should actually, we should have Matthias here for the, for this answer <laughs> because he's, he's stress tested the systems beyond repair. Um, so, so I think 3000 is a, is a number that we're sharing at the moment. Um, it's a lot more. Um, the, the, the chain has the ability to, to quite fairly enough exponentially grow. Um, especially with things like side chains coming on board and, and all of that. So there's a lot of opportunity uh, to to use our chain, to use Clever Chain to its full capacity, which is at the moment not really known because it's definitely bigger than what, we, what we're pushing out there. But I think the important part is that, um, that we've gone through these processes with all the other chains and that we've been building on. Um, understanding how they're doing their things, understanding how to better it, um, and also understanding how to scale. Because like you said, at the end of the day, if we can't scale or if we, if we couldn't scale uh, right from day one or, or when we considered this particular side of things, um, it would rather have been silly to even go down this road. Um, so we're ready, uh, we're well prepared, and, and our tech is as well. So it should be interesting. When, and, and I guess, how do you look at it based upon the, the types of, there's kind of the technical side of scaling, and then there's the, like, what gets built on your, your platform, um, on your chain that, that needs that scale. And I guess, what, what are some trends you're seeing in, in projects that are building on Clever Chain? Are there certain, are there certain things that are going to require a lot of scale? Um, I guess, how, what, do you, how are you, what are you seeing? For sure. In terms of gaming, um, the... The quicker way, you know, especially gaming houses who are interested in uh, blockchain and crypto integrations, uh, they have millions of transactions. And uh, it's something if you can do this on chain uh, and, and not just through backend centralized servers, it's something that can benefit both the project users and, of course, the chain itself through uh, increased activity. So. Uh, the gaming um, projects that are coming aboard uh, and the ones who are interested in coming on board definitely need that scaling solution. And uh, it's super exciting to see and hear uh, what they need uh, and kind of how many uh, users they're, uh, they're integrating into the system. We can't talk about everything, uh, unfortunately, uh, in public yet, but uh, definitely in terms of uh, gaming and NFT uh, sides of the games, uh, there's a lot of scalability needed. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like on-chain and gaming at scale. I mean, that's like sub one second confirmations. I guess what 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 kind of speed are you guys hitting right now? We've just launched, uh, you know, and we have a rollout phases, and uh, we're currently in the phase one uh, out of five. Uh, so phase zero was was the first one where we roll out uh, some first features into the wallet, and then uh, soon the web extension and uh, the caps demo. So in terms of uh, you know stress testing that network, we're very early on. However, uh, we've had a testnet running for first internal testnet for half a year, and then public testnet for for another half year. Uh, and we've been able to reach immense uh, millions of transactions uh, on a daily basis. So well, when it comes to integrating a very large game, uh, most likely the uh, sidechain alternative will be something that uh, will be relevant uh, at the time. But that's that's something further down the line. We need to, to build a very strong foundation first, and we need to have a lot of patience uh, with the tech team, with the labs team, and with the projects building on it for sure. I'm sure with that explosive, you know, social activity on the day of launch, there's so much. You, I'm sure you guys are following that very closely, and there's so much you, you know, take away from that. I mean, be interesting just to know what you know was like the takeaway on the day of launch, just especially from the response from the community. 
think um, I'll, I'll jump in here and, and just say that, um, that we absolutely love our community. So every single one of those individuals that's engaging with us, that's challenging us, um, uh, that's obviously questioning us, <laughs> we, we absolutely uh, love every single one of them. And we appreciate all the, all the support, all the efforts to try and uh, to grow the brand, to fix any bugs that might be out there. Um, and, and, and like we said, we're, we're very transparent. Uh, we're always in the comms and in the, in the channels to try and get to everybody as quickly as possible. Um, but without them, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be working this hard. We wouldn't be developing as quickly as we do. Um, and obviously um, trying to create products that support every single one of them. So um, the activity was massive. And, and if, that, if it shows anything, we're still a very small community um, and that's a massive amount of activity right there and then. Um, and, and as we grow and as the projects start developing and the community start growing and all the different connections start um, kind of syncing up on the ecosystem side of things, uh, this just gets bigger. So uh, very much looking forward to, to walking the road with them um, and obviously growing with them. Yeah. I, I mean, Warren, on that on that note, I mean, I, I still I, I don't even know how long ago that Misha was on here a year and a half, almost two years. I don't even know. Two years ago. And yeah, the first was one was small. probably somewhere then. Yeah, we were your team was small. I don't even what was the size of your team back then? I don't even remember. Like 30 I mean, people the, or probably, something. Probably the first time when I came on your show. I mean, when we you know, we started out, we were probably, you know, six, seven, eight and early, you know, in 2019, we're over 200 people today. Um, so when we first met, we came on your show, we were probably around 20, 30. Yeah. I mean, and how, and how about today? Close to 200 people. Yeah. With uh, more than 165 developers only. And, and that's, you know, it's interesting. The crypto space is really interesting because I can look at that and go, wow, that's amazing. You guys have had awesome growth and it is, that's incredible. So congratulations. But you guys equally are growing on the community side at that same time. And geographically, it's, it's everywhere, right? I mean, I don't even know 100 and something countries you guys must be operating in. How do you, how do you manage that? And, and I'm pairing this with what Warren was talking about, because he's talking about, um, you know, there's a lot of questions and, you know, you have to learn to appreciate the questions in this space because it means they care. It means people care and um, it helps you get stronger. But I mean, how do you manage that with your team? I mean, our greatest asset, without a doubt, is our community. There is no one out there who are not just feeding us with feedback, giving us ideas, giving us um, feedback on how to get better, how to improve things. But something we've really learned um, over the years working on such a global scale is how to have, first of all, the infrastructure, uh, the technical infrastructure. Uh, which kind of microservices are we using and in which regions are we active? So we need servers that are active both in, in the Americas, in Europe, Africa, in, uh, in Western Asia, and also in Eastern Asia, in order to to cover uh, this entire uh, web of of clever users. Uh, so so that's something that we needed to build out. And currently, we're also our CTO is uh, is uh, building out essentially a clever cloud uh, where uh, data storage uh, will be. Uh, managed in a decentralized and and bit smarter and cheaper way, um, but uh, we will also come to announcements of that uh, in the future. But it's uh, it's inspiring uh, to also see the growth not just of the marketing team but also of the support team uh, in order to cover all the languages that uh, are now more than thirty languages of the app. Uh, we're talking about huge swaths of users in sub-Saharan Africa and uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, so being able to grow with our community and cover their needs, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing to, to be part of and uh, humbling uh, for sure. I mean, just something I have noticed, is there like effort you're putting towards, um, you know, your growth in Africa and Southern Asia because it's, it's really massive. Hundred percent. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing. I mean, just talking about growth, we I tested uh, the team tested one ad 
um, in, um, in, in the African space, but actually in the Kenya space. Um, and it's been a, running for a week, just a random test to kind of see how it is out there with one of our wallets. And within a week, we had an extra 10,000 downloads just in that one region with regards to our Clever Wallets app. Um, and, uh, and it sounds like a silly number for a ridiculously silly price that we, we pushed out there. But the, as much as the market is saturated with products, um, as much as there's thousands of communities out there you know, trying to find their place in this crypto space and all of that, we've, we haven't really touched... Um, there's, there's so much opportunity still out there. So we haven't really uh, gone the route and, and you know, maxed out this crypto community side of things. There's so much opportunity. Um, there's a lot of more people that will be filtering through into our communities. Um, and we look forward to kind of growing with them in every sense of the word. It's fun times. And, and a I good strategy that, that also taps, sorry, John, but that tap, taps into kind of our philosophy, right? Like, yeah, we're in a bear market. Yes, people are uh, hopelessly uh, kind of pessimistic uh, about what's happening with, uh, with Bitcoin and with crypto, but we are not. We're seeing a lot of projects, a lot of people wanting to come into it. I and mean, we're talking for us, we've always spoken about billions of users in the future. So this is just a bump on the road. And the beauty, beautiful thing about crypto and Bitcoin is that just as it you know, burns down, it rises from the ashes every time, much stronger than legacy finance and TradeFi and TradFi. So as we see um, very high inflation and uh, pessimism in the legacy finance world, I do think that crypto will be one of the main tools to get, a, get us out of uh, this mess that central bankers and, and government policies over decades have put us in. And the only way for us to achieve that is by building together as a community. So I'm inspired and I'm very hopeful about the future of crypto. I, I just wanted to add what you guys are saying. Like, I, I totally resonate with like what Warren, you were talking about growing with the community and, and Misha, you're talking about how this is a solution for the future globally. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting because everyone has a sort of short-term lens in this space that like you go on Twitter and see people are talking about the last three minutes. And, you know, we've been tracking as many social mentions as we possibly can, probably more than everyone in the world right now. Um, and, and when we look at, you know, what we saw like three years ago and back in 20, 2019, we were collecting once with spam removed, by the way, with spam removed, this excludes all spam. We got, we've gotten very, very good at collecting spam and identifying it. Very accurate. Um, we were looking at like sub 100,000 posts a day, right? And so spam has skyrocketed, but we're still good at collecting spam and understanding it. And, and that we're, we're talking sub 100,000 posts across the entire space. Today, we're pushing two and a half million in three years. Oh, there you go. Still... But, but still, even, and, and by the way, that's with the same collection, same collection, nothing's tweaked there. And when you look at that, um, even today with the market where it is, it's not decreasing. It's not even really that flat. It's kind of still edging higher over time. So like that just shows, um, I mean, you can't make that up. It's objective. And, and like when you, when you look at it, it sort of just shows the interest of what's going on. And, and hopefully it, it goes along the lines of what Misha's talking about, which is the world starting to wake up and realize that there's something here and there's something that needs to change. And hopefully back to our starting point here of today's inflation numbers, people, it's another wake up call um, that there has to be another, another way out of here. Um, Kavi, I, I, you got one more question on here. I, I want to make sure you ask towards our, our, our document here, but please, please go for it. Yeah. Um, we've had, you know, I know this is, out there already but you guys do you have like a, a metaverse coming on the club of chain <laughs> i'm gonna stay out of this one misha i've met <laughs> i've met uh, my boss <laughs> so the metaverse or the cleververse uh is being already built and is being developed um 
Dio, our CEO, came out just a few days ago teasing the community a little bit. Um, I can tease slightly more. Um, it's related to the trips that we've had uh, over the last recent weeks and the people that we've met. And we're building out um, somewhat of a metaverse of metaverses where people can build uh, within worlds within worlds, uh, let us say, but very targeted towards enterprises, larger companies and already established uh, businesses. Um, there's a lot of opportunity in this kind of um, kind of digital world that you can create uh, inside a metaverse, but only if you have the infrastructure to support it. Uh, so, so the Cleververse is being built. Uh, it's definitely going to be using Clever Chain and all the different tools that we already have at our disposal and that we're building. But we're also doing uh, something super interesting, uh, which is actually uh, we are putting together a cooperation uh, agreement uh, with the University uh, of Fortaleza, where we already have an office and our electronics department, together with the University of Malta, as well as the University uh, in Dubai, in order to promote uh, education and awareness among both students and high school students. Uh, we're talking about higher education as well as um, kids, essentially, in order to teach crypto and understand the benefits of, of blockchain and uh, tying together uh, those three continents uh, will be an epic uh, undertaking. And we will also use the, the Cleververse, of course, uh, to facilitate that. Awesome. On that note, what else uh, can the community look forward to with, uh, I guess, with both Clever Chain and, and, and just the overall general uh, Clever ecosystem? So... I'll have one. Uh, okay. You want to you want to jump in, Warren? And I, you yeah, know, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'll just add one thing. I think um, utility um, from from my side, um, and and when I say utility, I mean physical utility to buy digital goods, to buy normal goods, uh, to use our token um, KLV uh, in a smart normal way like anything else um, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of different we were waiting for our chain to go live I think we're there um, so the ability to grow our products um, in the mainstream area is going to be quite interesting and quick yeah and, and speaking speaking of utility i mean i don't know if you guys have downloaded the k5 uh, but the k5 wallet uh, essentially looks like this on the home screen um, and what we've done is these two marketplaces are on the home page and those are travala and unstoppable domains our partners so what we're trying to do is to bring utility directly into the user's palm you know we don't want them to move from clever to travala from clever to unstoppable domain, everything in one killer app. Um, and that, of course, ties together what we're, we're doing on the blockchain. So just over the next 12 months, we're going to have eight new products coming out, a clever blockchain API, essentially a cross-chain wallet management system, uh, the clever custody API, the clever banking API, clever explorers, essentially cross-chain explorer API, the Clever Exchange API for anyone who's interested in the trading speculative aspect like uh, we were discussing, John. The Clever Bots is already running. Uh, all, all the market making that uh, is, I'm sure, John, you know, is, is a hassle uh, on the exchange side. We handle that ourselves uh, with our own bot squad that's headed by Dio's brother, David Yanakiara. And um, we're also going to have... Uh, Kind of a system to manage multiple exchanges so there's a lot of things uh, happening uh, just on the technical side but i'm mostly excited to see what's happening on the developers community side and which projects that uh, are deciding to come in and, and build on top of clever chain uh, because it, it's a novel and innovative solution and uh, they get just like warren said they get the full power of the clever team uh behind them so interesting and exciting times ahead 
That that's incredible, and, and there's so many things to to keep track of. Where where can everyone go to uh, to learn everything about Clever? I just call Warren. I'll give you his number. Now you go to clever.finance. Yeah. <laughs> and at clever.finance, you have all the resources. You have the new white paper that came out one week before we actually launched the, the Clever chain. You have the new section. You have the wallet section. You have the hardware wallet section. You have the exchange and everything. All other resources can be found at clever.finance. Excellent. Well, uh, Warren, Misha, Kabi, uh, thank you for joining us today. And it was, it's been a lot of fun. And I, I look forward to our next session here on, uh, on Lunar Crush Live. And we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you very Amazing. much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Uh, as always, John, say hi to Joe, Kabi. Uh, have a fantastic time. Next time, we invite you over to Clever Live as well. And you can tell us more about what's happening inside of the Lunar Crush ecosystem. Always a pleasure. Will do. Awesome.